set. So you gotta sit here and listen to the key and jangle. Sushi. Eating the sushis. So this movie is the first film in sort of a unofficial series of movies you just can't make anymore. Um, but I still think there's some value to the film. Uh, and I was kind of inspired by this by the Uncut Gems conversation that we had with Adam Sandler, where some of his older films are not uh, have not aged as well, and some of the humor is, you know, not above, well, I don't want to say not above board, like, I don't want to make it sound like it's like this illegal crime or anything, but the world's kind of moved on a bit. It's dated. It's dated. Dated. That's exactly the right word. It's dated. Where, at best, it's, uh, I don't know, and I, and I think I also kind of want to use this little unofficial series to kind of talk about how, like, Family Guy and Futurama can make similar jokes, but get away with it somehow. Or do they, or do they not? I don't know. We'll kind of talk about that as we go. Mm. So the first film I want to do this in this thing is Cannonball Run. Not Cannonball. Not Cannonball Run 2. Uh, not the USA reality series. None of that stuff. The actual original one. Which I have never seen. The reason I wanted to do this film is this film is also the 70s, 80s Avengers movie. It has an unbelievably stupid star-studded cast. For, especially for the time. Yeah, and even like even now, like there's some people... In fact, a major, major action star. This was his first American debut. Um, Roger Moore? No, you'll see. Uh, first American debut in this film. Um... There's football players. There's action. It's 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 really good in that regard. This film also, if you're into lowbrow humor and lowbrow stuff, literally entertains from start to finish. Um, eat right down to the end of the end credits. It's really good. But got some unfortunate things, uh, and I think we'll kind of talk about as we go through. But before we start. So we're going to do this whole intro, then we're going to start, and there'll be inner cuts of like, what, fuck, what's going on, sort of thing. So this movie was directed by Hal Needham, who got his career, started his career as basically a stuntman, uh, and, um, well, yeah, like a stuntman, like a car stuntman, and did all that stuff. And he famously said, and I'm trying to find the quote, uh, and I may just paraphrase it just to get going here. He was basically like, fuck the story, more car chasing. That's what makes a good movie. And boy, oh boy, did he do it. And he made a good film. I don't think he's made other good films, but he did make one good film as a director. And literally, when you watch this film, fuck the story, fuck the characters, fuck subtext. That's all for the the, the academics. We're here for car chases and boobies. (laughs) It's basically the film. So, we're going to go off and watch it, and uh, we'll be back. find the guy I swear John match game John C well but this is also a movie that like I you know it's a product of his time like all those 
typical stereotypical things that you could say about it, but it's also a different time in terms of like what was acceptable to like yeah. make fun of mm-hmm. in the sense of everything was up for grabs. Well, and I think the movie like was kind of cognizant of it. Yeah. Um, and there's even things in the film like that there's no way that the people making this movie could have predicted into the future. In fact, I even make a joke in the thing of the Missouri cop hoping that they're armed so that way he can uh, uh, have a more intense yeah, have encounter. A, have yeah. A, yeah, exactly. And uh, so I think this the satire was there and I think it was done purposefully um, of, of the, basically in, in fact the uh, the race guy at the very beginning of the cannonball race I think summed it up he was like here you, here you are you bunch of degenerates here to run this race and uh, and using that as an opportunity to kind of poke fun at different things like even like the Catholic Church of like well, they can't be fathers. Well, why not? He goes, well, they're in Ferrari. I'm like, well, maybe they're, you know, like preaching, you know, fast. It's like, well, one of them is black. And I'm like, oh, well, that's complete. You know what I mean? Like where they kind of poke fun at that sort of stuff. It's it's just a fun movie. Um, and it's a movie that I think you can like watch today and get that enjoyment out of it as long as you kind of lower your expectations and know what you're getting into but it's it's a movie All right, let me give you my crazy uh, if I had an, if uh, if I was a famous uh, film director I would remake this film same sort of stunt casting of having like all these celebrities in it because um, I think the genius part of this film that made it work is there was only really one or two scenes that they're all in and all the rest of it they're broken up so that way you can like schedule excuse me scheduling all that nonsense wouldn't happen and I'd shoot the film same plot almost uh, same little fist fight at the end everything but I would have like 12 different endings and not tell anyone that I'm going to do that. So, like, different theaters would have different endings. And I would probably have some fun where, like, there's a, like, there's a, there's a Hillary and Obama car. And then there's, like, a, um, like, a, uh, like a Sean Hannity, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then have, and then, like, have one version of the film where Hillary wins, and then another version where it's Hannity wins, and then another version where, like, uh, Guillermo from uh, Jimmy Fallon, you know, like or uh, Jimmy, like that sort of thing. So that one's like, God, I can't believe that such and such person won. The closest they've gotten to it in recent memory, and the movie wasn't. I don't want to say it was bad. It just wasn't that great. Was Rat Race? You remember Rat Race? Mm-hmm. See that? It was the. Same sort of premise of this film and a, then a, an older film called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where it's yeah, a yeah. race across the country with a, a bunch of big-name actors doing their shtick. Um, and this film was sort of like a spiritual successor to that, and then Rat Race was, Rat race was the spiritual successor to that film. But man 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 world's good cannonball runs good but rat race just didn't make it even though it had like mr bean and mm-hmm. uh uh it had a bunch of like really great guys in it well this is like i think that um 
Cannonball Run is on the list of wonderful, uh, like, road trip movies. Bill. I, I just think that, you know, National Lampoon's Vacation Movies, Cannonball Run, uh, I'm trying to think of another one that is equivalent, but like anything having to do with, uh, you know, you're, you're going on vacation or you're going to this place or whatever like that, um, they all have to do with like the road and the fact that like crazy things happen on the road and I think Cannonball Run is a perfect encapsulation of it almost better than the vacation movies because honestly the thing that the vacation movies have that I don't personally care about is I don't care about the Griswolds at all almost I don't care about Clark I don't care about his kids I, I I don't care about his wife or anything I just care about what happens to them all the crazy crap that happens to him on the way to Wally World or on the way to uh, Vegas on the way to like all these different things it's like that's what's interesting it it's not even really interesting when they get there except for the fact of all the crap that they've gone through like you know what I mean yeah it's just it's it's one of those things that like I think few people understand and that's the thing that's so fascinating about the fact that this movie John Wick and other movies that are like really really good movies are created by these stunt coordinators or people that you would think in like on paper would have no creative like really uh, insight or or uh, creative vision at all. Well, I can't speak for the other directors, but um, Needham, the director of this film, uh, he was almost explicitly against it because his thing was is that all this plot and symbolism and character work and all this sort of stuff was. Uh, was detrimental. Like it, it distracted from an, an entertaining, an entertaining product. Right. And that's kind of why he got into the director's seat. Is that he was like, I don't give a shit about you know this or that or like. And it, you know, this was early '80s, coming off the '70s, where, you know, the '70s were very famous for having uh, a lot of television shows and films that kind of like really looked at the. Uh, looked at humanity. Um, in fact, uh, MASH, the, both the movie and the TV show, were very, um, very keen on like looking at the human side and the symbol. And he and he rejected all of that. Where he's like, no, just more car crash, like yeah, more car, you know, and just tell it. And if you just watch this film, you can kind of see where he's coming from. But the problem is, is that it was unsustainable. Well, even in even in his own sequel, he kind of falls in on his own yeah. uh, his own trap, where it's like, yeah, but the first film he got away with it because it was a cool concept. Um, it's just balls to the wall. Yeah, but and, like, but then you, you did know, the same thing yeah. in the second film. And it didn't work because right. we were we were like we we knew it was coming and it was over the top. Yeah, where the first film, depending on who you talk to, and I I, can't, I certainly can't speak for everyone, but. Even the more insensitive things the film, you can kind of look past because none of it was done maliciously, in my opinion. 
Well, uh, it, but it, you cannot yeah. say that about the second film. The second film, mm. even though it's got Abe Vigoda, and Abe Vigoda is my favorite. Um, the second film is definitely they really lean in on those stereotypes, and it just doesn't. It doesn't get that past. It well, just doesn't. Work. Yeah, and the problem with stereotypes, it it also has to do with who you have playing what stereotypes. The fact that they got Jackie Chan, a Chinese martial arts expert actor stuntman to play, to play a Japanese <laughs> yeah but like they were in on the joke you know what I'm saying but here's the other thing too to consider um, and I don't know about the second film this first film was produced in Hong Kong or it was a Hong Kong company that produced it I had no um, idea and I, I'm really curious to see if that kind of played into what they did um well, yeah, I mean, that that's goes into a whole other realm of, like, like you know, insensitivity or The whatever. other fun part with this movie is the car culture ex- aspect of it. And I'm sure I'm going to edit down uh, certain things, but, like, Lambo, like, and not, like, the fun racing Lambo, like the Countach, the, the absolutely shit-fest, terrible Lamborghini was in this movie. A uh, 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 pretty decent Ferrari, uh, Trans Ams, Mustangs, all that stuff. Where there's that that, and it's one of the things that we've I, we've kind of lost as a culture. I don't know if it's good or bad. It's just a thing where don't forget Fast and Furious is a franchise. Now. Yes, but <laughs> even Fast and Furious doesn't really get into. Well, maybe Tokyo Drift does. I don't know where. There was so much, like, culture, like, local culture built into these cars. Mm. And this movie celebrates it in a really subtle way. Yeah. Where you have, like, this very decadent Ferrari as sort of the counterpoint between these two con artists playing fathers. You have the V8 Chevy um, van as the ambulance, but that's our... Uh, our our blue blood, uh, no nonsense American protagonists, and then you have the the Lamborghini Countach, which is the you know representative of these two like um, female sex symbols that are undone by another female sex symbol. You have the GNC truck driven by these two no nonsense like all that stuff is there, and I think it's like the movie doesn't really call attention to it because at the time. Like, cars were so indicative of the cultures that they came from. Um, and that's just something that we've... I don't want to say lost. I don't... Because uh, that implies... Uh, maybe we have lost. I don't know. Um, it, it's uh, maybe a side effect of our more global culture that, like, personally, I have um, a Jeep Cherokee. Jeep, you know, as American as it fucking gets, Cherokee, as American as it gets, one of the reasons I picked the car is built in Idaho, you know, like, it's American made, it's American this and that. The ex- the exterior was designed by Italians, the interior was designed by the English, and the, the, uh, the guts of it were designed by Germans, because they wanted to have a small little SUV that they could sell across Europe. Uh, it's like different things. This to- totally American symbol, the Jeep, is gone. You know, yeah. or not gone, but it's like it's uh, uh, it's 
it's not designed wholly American. It makes it it makes a better product because because you know like a fucking course I want it built by Americans they built good shit of course I want the mechanics designed by Germans they are really good at that shit of course I want the aesthetics designed by Italians they're really good at that shit but it's this global thing coming together and and even uh, uh, Chrysler you know this American company it's Chrysler Fiat it's Italian and uh, like it's uh, it's good in the sense of like engineering and all that stuff but we're losing it we've lost that sense of national identity when it comes to our cars where it's like we can we can be proud we got a jeep this is the willis jeep this is the jeep that won world war ii and the italians can go yeah fuck your jeep we got lancia lamborghini and ferrari if you want good you know if you want that racing sexy like passionate engineers you can come to us and you have the english going no 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 if you want the sensible like Roddy, um, and yet uh, horrible. <laughs> yeah, the British Leylands. My grandma, my, uh, my grandparents are from the Leylands, so I can get away with saying this. But you know, like we'll we'll lend you ten pounds on a ladder if you're up against it, because we're all up against it, because we're from the north. You know, the the Jensen, the all that sort. Of, like there was so much, oh, like like not like trying to degrade other. Um, uh, nationalities or culture, but it's like we've got the Lancias, we've got the Jensens, we've got the Jeeps, we got the Land Rovers, we've got this stuff, and the, I think the car industry was like one of the first um, truly global uh, things. But with that said, though, if you went to any British person in the nineteen eighties and said, "What's the what's the blue collar Bon Jovi?" car that everyone strives for yeah yeah the Lamborghinis yeah yeah this sort of stuff but what's the real deal one they would tell you the Ford Capri <laughs> not to plug America real quick no, but yeah. <laughs> and I think that the movie didn't call attention to it because at the time that was still a thing like they yeah. wasn't it was it was it was it was a given and but that's something that I, I as someone who's kind of like hard culturally oriented that's something that I kind of pine for Again, is this sort of like, hey, we're all cool, like we're all fun, like we all have good cars, but well, car culture yeah. is also di- a dying breed. I mean, the very fact that a show that we all, that both of us love, which is you know, Top Gear slash Grand Tour, yeah, and it's on the way out, both the original Top Gear and Grand Tour (laughs) with the original cast uh, you know it's on the way out and it's because of the fact that you know like it or not environmentalism has become forefront and the, the, the important thing is fuel efficiency and lesser emissions which is the very antithesis of car culture because I mean I I drive a Mustang a 2000 GT Mustang and it in terms of its emissions I'm pretty sure that like right now if I were to go to like a Ford dealer or something like that they'd be like your emissions are off the charts well, I don't even know about emissions my thing would be it's like hey let's fill up let's fill up our gas tanks and see who can get uh Daytona Beach (laughs) in 60 bucks. Uh, Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's part of the culture where it's... uh, And that's where I think... 
in that same show in Top Gear, they sort uh, you know the very first episodes they were very calcitrant against that because they they saw their they saw what um, what they hold dear is kind of slipping away, mm-hmm. and Jeremy Clarkson, um, who I think likes to put on the character as being the buffoon, but I think he's a very forward. Um, I don't know, not not inherently forward thinking, but uh, he's he's much more in depth than the character that he presents to the world. Is when they invented the car, they didn't assassinate all the horses, uh, but a certain number of folks were like, "Well, you know what? I still enjoy horse racing. I still enjoy riding horses. I still enjoy that sport." It didn't go away. It wasn't eliminated from the face of the earth because cars were invented. Mm. He's like a certain number of people who were still keen on it were able to turn it into a sport. And that's where I hope sort of the car culture becomes is that as we kind of shy away from uh, the fossil fuel oriented cars that there uh, there's a certain segment of our population that still holds on to that, still races, still develops those things as we, as the technology moves on, which is absolutely the metaphorical, symbolic thing that Mr. Hal Needham was trying to communicate to us this 1981 film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair Fawcett. But it's 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 all part of that. There's like a there's an element of nostalgia. Even with like the old ass Milwaukee beers and the the cannonball pub in Connecticut in, in no name Connecticut. There's um it is the, and I, I, this will probably be the most controversial thing I'll say on this podcast. It's the, it's almost the, uh, I'm trying to think what to put this fairly or or accurately. It's it's the the mirage because it never really existed, at least not for everyone. It's the mirage of this great free America that we're always trying to go back to that partially existed, partially didn't exist, was it, available to yeah. some, wasn't available to others. It existed it's in the more, pockets. Yeah. It, it, because, I mean, the thing about it is, is like, okay, so obviously Cannonball Run and we're this whole podcast is about Cannonball Run, so we might as well mention it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is that? Because I'm not going to edit yeah. this out. It's going to be a three-hour podcast. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> watching but this like movie. the the thing about it is, is that you know, the people within the movie mm-hmm. were comfortable enough, and I think friends enough to make the jokes, even the ones that we as a society look at and are like, "Wow, that's rough" or whatever. Like they were easily like just they were just comfortable with each other yeah. enough to the point where they can make those jokes because I'm sure a lot of the things that they said were not scripted I'm sure a lot of the things that they they I did, think they probably had like you know, a rough outline in this scene exactly we need to hit these points yeah and but yeah. like that for for wealthy African American slash white slash Asian mm-hmm. slash like whatever that was their world. The world was their oyster. But the truth of the matter is, is for the average person, that was not the case. No. I mean, well, and again, I think it's a little silly to kind of like talk about this with this film that clearly is a surface level yes. film. 
but it's it's the it's sort of the um, the assumptions that the film makes where it's like fucking of course I would love to drive my GNC truck through the lobby of the hotel and get out and open the door and go where are the hookers at yeah. and not have any consequences to that action and everyone just kind of like laugh it off as this sort of thing like and, and uh, I think the most vilified group in this like truly vilified group in this film is the PC environmentalist academic like you know save the trees sort of thing even Farrah Fawcett's character at the beginning of it is like wow this poem that I enjoy you know it's about trees and they go to like the the cliched um was it springtime yeah what's the name of the song um the classical music the Beethoven song uh I, I know what you're thinking. And they kind of yeah. walk away from it a little bit, but as they should, because they fucking, let's get on with the movie. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Like, there's that part of it that's like... It's poking it, it fun speaks of taking, to, Yeah. It speaks to that, like, well, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm yeah. not, like, doing evil. I'm not a terrible person, but fuck it, wouldn't it be awesome to load up the fucking car, take a few weeks off of work, and win this goddamn race so well, that way I can, like... Because there's no prize money. They never talk no, about yeah. prize money or anything. In fact, the only money is played off as a joke between Sammy Davis Jr. and um, the Greek, where he's uh, winning less money, slightly less money than Adam Sandler does in Uncut Gems. But that's the only money. It's it's literally a bunch of people going, you know what, fuck your rules. I'm going to do this race. Well, and it, <laughs> With time clocks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think also there's this thing of like, yes, we understand environmentalists that what we're doing yeah. is not like, and we, yes, we understand that the laws are whatever, but yeah. we don't care. Like, you know, because today, like we're living for today and that not to get like historic slash cultural <laughs> kind of thing, but like there is that element of like, this is the eighties. This is post 81. It's yeah. before the gas crisis. Yeah. All. This is yeah. post 70s post 60s like all the we've hit. had the we've had the 60s civil unrest we've had the 70s to kind of like look at ourselves and kind of figure out who we are as a nation and the 80s were just a all the hippies party. Yeah. Yeah. all the hippies have grown up and become yuppies and like you know they were they or at least they're on their way to becoming yuppies <laughs> and the people that they look up to are the people that are in the movie like i mean dean martin was still like this you know you know figure of like that is success Sammy Davis Jr same thing for even Burt the, the, Reynolds yeah like all but there's still people. like even Dean Martin like the guy was an alcoholic in real life yeah and he plays an alcoholic and yeah. it's all so it's one of those things it's where poking it's, fun at celebrity yeah, which it's, is something that we don't do in our movies currently like good movies mm-hmm. do but a lot of the times it's this super pseudo serious like even in their even in their comedies it's like you're not making fun of who I am the last film that I can remember was celebrities making fun of themselves was the the disaster movie with um oh jeez you don't talk I think are Um, are you talking about the movie the disaster movie or are you talking about like okay It, oh. I'm not gonna edit this. 
I'm never gonna fucking edit this thing down. I'm gonna teach you how to edit so that way it's not all the workload on me trying to figure this shit out. Yeah, you send it to me and I try to edit uh, on my phone. <laughs> no, James Franco's in it. Um, oh, this is the uh, end. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only. I'm sure there's been other ones and I can't think of it right now. But that's the one where it was like they were playing yes. these like super shallow ass celebrity people at the end of the world but that's the so the the one thing because I've seen at least portions of that film the only thing is that they play caricatures of themselves but they play this caric- movie but they, they no. do I think they do they do in this film in the sense that like um Sammy Davis it's like yeah you know Sammy Davis and Dean Martin having a blast because they're old old colleagues and friends in this dumb Ferrari dressed up as preachers, but they're still scripted. They're still kind of having some fun uh, with it, and uh, and I think that's where like Hal Needham deserves like the praise where he created a format where we can get all these celebrities together and they can interact in specific ways that are funny, but then they can fuck off. <laughs> And they can have moments of like with just them together. Like one of my favorite moments in this whole film is that he's like, "Well, he's the old Formula One driver," and it's like, "Yeah." He, D. Martin turns around, he's just drunk as shit, and he's like, "We've got God in the is our co- yeah is our co-pilot." Where he's meeting, we're gonna dress up as priests, and they won't pull us over because we're priests. And he's like, and D. Martin. And also, they pulled out a star of David in the beginning and said because that was the they're joke Jewish. they're Jewish because they're both Jewish and uh, I every time I see that I think of the line from Hairspray uh, Mrs. Krabs you know what I'm talking about I you know okay. I haven't seen so Hairspray so Mrs. Krabs uh, look up Hairspray it's a very good musical the movie's alright uh, it's one of Zac Efron's better movies um, John Travolta's in it it's very good um, but in in Hairspray uh, there's this sort of like blonde wasp lady that is the producer of the show and she gets called out for being racially insensitive and she has this song of you know, Mrs. Krabs and it's Michelle Pfeiffer in the movie who's, who's singing it and she's got a joke she's like I can't be racist I like Sammy Davis Jr. and he's black and a Jew <laughs> And there's a little bit of that in the film with like the chocolate monk, but again, it's not. It's it's like it's like Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder, where it's it's not making fun of African Americans or Black culture. It's making fun of the fucking Catholic Church, uh, which I should totally refer to it as the fucking Catholic Church. <laughs> but it's making fun of the Catholic Church, where it's yes. like, well, clearly they're a fraud. Well, what are you talking about? It's like, well, they're two fathers in a Ferrari. I'm like, oh, well, fucking whatever. That's a little weird. But it's like, yeah, but one of them's black. And they're like, oh, well, that's clearly incorrect. Like, that, the yeah. Catholic Church would never allow that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, like, that's the joke. In the dumb... It's poking fun of yeah. the culture that exists <laughs> as, like, the the norm is that there would be no African-American priests. Priests, yeah. That's yeah, and, unheard of. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Who would ever that's imagine thing, such yeah. a thing? You know? That's the thing that's unheard of. <laughs> Not the fact that, the, that a priest would be in a Ferrari. Yeah. Um, the really, the only true... Well, the only really true two racist things in this film one of them absolutely fucking absolutely and the other one kind of debatable um Jackie Chan is Chinese and he plays a Japanese guy and they're just sort of like yeah Asian well they have the ding 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 like that's absolutely 
not what the cool. fuck are you yeah. doing? That's not great. <laughs> but whatever, Jackie Chan got into America, and it's kind of funny. But fuck it all, that's terrible. The Chinese and Japanese cultures are very different. Um, famously different. They fought a lot of wars. I think it would have been over. a lot... Of, I, I, although, I think it would have been a lot worse like, George Decay was the the driver. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that would have been almost worse because it's like he is a Japanese person and he is making yeah. fun. Like, like that well, kind of I thing. I think what it, it, it's just the fact that they just rounded the Asian culture together. Because yeah. even the the very... The very terrible bing, 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 like the almost a ping, ping, pong, pong thing is a Chinese stereotype. Yes. Because the Japanese don't have that kind of music. It's, yeah. They're not that way, but they just sort of like as Asian. It's fine. But again, like and it's 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 not the genius of the movie. It's the fact that it came out of the time. That was another car culture thing where there was a lot Subaru. of Subaru. Yeah, yeah, Subaru. Yeah. There was tons of animosity towards Japanese cars because they were uh, Japan was starting to kind of get back on its feet post World War II. They made good cars, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot. Of, uh, this is more of like an English thing, and we really didn't get this uh, American side. We didn't really see this because. Um, America was producing a lot of really good cars and by the time we sort of noticed we didn't really give a shit um, but like Toyota Honda like all um, uh, Subaru all these Japanese companies were producing these small little hatchbacks that were far and above superior to anything Europe was producing mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of this culture war between yeah, I know that. I know this. These fucking cars are better. Like they're better. They're cheaper. They're better built and better engineered. But fuck it all. I'm gonna buy a car that was built in my fucking country. Yeah. Um, and I think the movie was kind of poking fun at that. A oh, bit. absolutely. I mean, um, and the, the the computer yeah. element of like, you know, they, they sort of foretold the future of like what the norm was gonna be, which is that yes, people every, get lost in the desert. Yes. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, the the thing that I would say, sort of like honestly, because like. There's not much you can say about this film except for the fact that we've literally been talking about it probably for like an hour. Two hours and yeah, thirteen minutes. But like you know, like I, the thing that I would say, sort of to close out at least my perspective on it, is that this is a fun ass film, <laughs> and it has an element to it that very few films nowadays has, which is it makes fun of the very fact that it's a movie. Like, you know what I mean? And, and, and because, yet yeah, the only character that exists right now that does that is Deadpool, and that's a comic book character, and that's, like, inside baseball kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's not a film that exists where it's, like, it breaks the fourth wall unironically to the point where you literally have the matchmaker from Fiddler on the Roof talking about Roger Moore in front of Roger freaking Moore and having Roger Moore sign his name Roger Roger Moore. Moore. But then again, Roger Moore being the butt exactly every joke in that film. No movie star has that. Like, honestly, the closest thing that you could say would be Robert Downey Jr. playing in Tropic Thunder. Mm -hmm. But he also very specifically didn't have him being... Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. 
So, but well, that's the one yeah. thing where Cannonball Run, and I think it's Seagulls avoided. I don't think there was any blackface. Uh, radar, not the best, <laughs> but he's he kind of already tan. Yeah, well, I think he's Palestinian. Yeah, I yeah, think he is or Mediterranean. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a fun film. I, I grew up kind of watching as a kid. As it was sort of my first like. Well, it was also a little trip because of uh, Bird Reynolds and Tom DeLuise. I'm like, I know these voices. I'm like, oh fuck, that's uh, that's uh, Scratchy and uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Really? Yeah. Oh. Bird Reynolds and Tom DeLuise play the two leads in that movie. Right about the same time. Bruh. Yeah. You are you are <laughs> like shattering my world because like I, I grew you up on that fucking movie. Mine is yeah. yours. That's yeah. Louise. Wow. Um, I, I did not know that until just now. Also that movie's super fucked up. I didn't know anything about hell. Both of the them. concept of hell until yeah. I watched that movie. It's like, why is that dog burning in lava? I'm like, well both both movies uh, all dogs one and two. <laughs> really weird. Really dark. Yeah. Um because that was oh the guy who's the animator that left Disney. Hey, um No. Oh, what the hell is his name? It's not um It's like a Don something. Don Bluth. Yeah, yeah, Don Bluth. Bluth. Yeah, yeah. Where he was like, you know what? Super dark, super like, because he also did Fivefold, didn't he? Well, that was Steven Spielberg, but like the but he directed the, yeah. that and um, Rockadoodle Yeah, like dark and uh, uh, the uh, Wild Fern or uh, Fern Gully. And no, I don't think that was him. I think that was someone else. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, but I think that's someone else. I love how we're like ending this this particular podcast on. I'm not gonna edit this shit. I'm just gonna throw it out there as it is. Well, because I'm honestly like I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to watch Evangelion now. <laughs> like, oh yeah, let's throw it up. Yeah. All right, last slots. It's a fucking dumbass movie from 1981. What the fuck you want? It's got Burt Reynolds and Farrah Fawcett in it. It's you should be fucking yeah. insane if you think it's some kind of PC book. <laughs> it should be. It, it, it should have in front of it National Lampoon's Can- Cannibal Run because that's what it felt like. It felt like a National Lampoon's movie. It, 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 you know, it is what it is. That will be the left-hand turn we need to do when it's a National Lampoon movie. Because oh, Christmas Vacation is better than all of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Un- undeniably. Just because he yells, shitter's full. <laughs> Fucking cousin that. All right. I'll see you guys later. I'm not editing this shit at, at all. all.